0: deciding to matter the greatest power we have leads to the greatest work we can imagine (sighs) generations of women have been taught and programmed to believe we don't matter the suicide rate for girls is getting younger and younger no matter how many articles we write about it No matter how much therapy tries to address the root cause, the issue of irrelevance persists and insists. But not just in young girls. In most of the women we actually know, there is a deeply embedded framework of feeling like our voice is silenced, even and especially from ourselves. If we do manage to share our voice, we wonder if anyone is listening. Is anyone out there? Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do I exist? Do we need someone else to listen for us to know we matter? My grandmother Eden didn't have any sense of really mattering. She was an uncommon force of nature. A storyteller, seamstress, carpenter, farmer, herbalist, and so much more. She bought me a typewriter as soon as she could and showed me how to use it. I haven't stopped writing. The conversation of whether her life mattered or not wasn't really had in her day. Not a question she asked. There was just too much work to do for it to be an issue for her and she was in survival like my mother was in survival like I spent so many years in survival. Looking back I can see how many times my grandmother didn't take credit or the spotlight or make her voice heard even when she could, even when she had an audience. My grandmother Eden was in her early nineties, when I showed her a catalog of my art. We were using it to feature my work in hundreds of stores, my paintings, my poetry, my story, in a catalog with hundreds of images. I had followed in my mother and my grandmother's footsteps to be an entrepreneur and yes, an artist. A working artist. She looked through each page, nodding and smiling. I can see her there in the hallway, in her wheelchair, looking. At the end of her looking, she closed the catalog and she told me how proud she was of me. And then she paused and she looked at my mother, Karen, and I and she said, I guess I did show you a thing or two. I guess I am an artist too. Yes, Grandmother, you are. And an award-winning one at that, who had solo exhibits and who made her living from her art most of her life. Yet she didn't think of herself as an artist or a writer. To you? Even though my grandmother was surrounded by thread paintings she made, which are unparalleled And their exquisite skill, stitching with thread so much more than embroidery, dyeing each thread to match the landscape she was studying. In the end of her life, my grandmother believed that she had gone to all the places which were revealed in her art, although she had almost never traveled to any of them. My grandmother Eden's daughter is my mother, Karen, and she taught my mother all of her skills, and my mother made most of her living from the work of her own hands. My mother Karen made a decision to matter and spent her life discovering what that meant for her. I sometimes wonder what about my mother made that decision possible. My grandmother Eden and my grandfather Jean were both artists. Maybe that had something to do with it. I think so. One day, my mother Karen told our community, I decided early on that I mattered. And you know what? She did. And she taught me to matter. And she spent a lot of time in her friendships letting other people know that they mattered. She taught us all. If you ever had the gift of meeting my mother, you had a sense of being truly seen and truly heard. She treated everyone like they mattered. My mother Karen said this, the point is you have to design a point for yourself. Yes, mama, we do have to design a point for ourselves. But how? My mother believed that each one of us was an artist and a poet and had something important to say, and so do I. And so we shall, mama and grandmother, and so we shall design a point for ourselves. While generations of women are in ongoing recovery from feeling ashamed and worthless and silenced, something else has come alive that also needs to be addressed. It isn't just that we think we don't matter. There's something else and I wanna speak to it. I wanna speak to reclaiming the need to hear our own voice from the need for others to hear our voice. Hearing our voice in a social media era isn't about whether or not others hear it. It is about whether we can hear it and act upon what we know for ourselves. I ask again, do we even exist if we don't share about it in a way that others can see it and listen and comment and affirm? Let's make distinctions between the voice within and the voice we choose to share out loud. Finding your voice isn't about someone else hearing you, but about you hearing you first. Finding your voice is personal, it's intimate, and about how you feel about your world within and how you listen for what arises. Finding your voice isn't about whether or not other people hear it, acknowledge it, and affirm it for you. Your voice is not about whether you have an audience or get paid for what you say or if people think you are smart or the next big thing. Your voice exists even if no one hears it but with, but you. Let me say that again. Your voice exists even if no one hears it but you. And is that not the point we are designing? To be able to hear our own voice and discover what matters to us? And in time to shape how we be with ourselves? I want to just pause and have us get this. Your voice matters even if no one hears it but you. But to you? Pause with me and listen. What Is your voice saying right now? Yes. Yes, of course it helps. And it is healing to be heard by others and affirmed and witnessed. Yes, if you can find a way to share your story and to reach more people, awesome. But that isn't the point. That isn't the point of existence to get seen. Not so. Getting your work and your voice Quote, Out there has become a relentless pursuit with some similar disappointments as in feeling that we don't matter. Because we still feel we don't matter unless it is affirmed. Let's change that. We want to show that the comments demonstrate that we exist and that we matter. I get it. I do. I honor it. I really do. I have had my voice heard, and yes, it feels really good to know. My voice has been encouraging for many. Yes, it is healing, but no, it isn't the deep down point. It isn't the point you are designing for yourself. Listen, you have your own information within you. What is it? How does it work? And what does it want to communicate? This is the starting point for the journey of recovery and discovery. In Mary Oliver's famous poem, The Journey, she says, it was already late enough and a wild night and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voice behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. But Mary Oliver, how? How? Hearing one's own voice, as you well know, isn't the most immediate of transformations. Not something we can just decide to do one day and then there it is. Because we've been programmed and the neural pathways in our brain flow in a particular direction and cadence and way and we need to reclaim them for ourselves. Sometimes we spend our entire life searching for our own voice or to claim that we are an artist or a poet, or a musician, or a philosopher. Like my grandmother Eden, not knowing inside she was an artist, even though she was surrounded by her art. This doesn't have to be your story. Your story is what you make it. What are you already surrounded by that you aren't claiming for yourself? For me, I'm making a claim. Here it is. The greatest need we have for ourselves and the greatest power we have within ourselves is the capacity to hear our own voice. Without this, we won't know what decisions to make and which ways to turn and what we deeply love. We won't be able to save our own life if we cannot hear the instructions within for how. We have a strange amnesia that continues to allow influences from other voices to shape our own. What a sensitive and gorgeous mechanism this internal voice is. This voice is to be honored, revered, and cared for with our entire being. With our entire life. This hearing of one's own voice is not a public performance. It isn't a performance at all, but a revolution within of learning to discern a way of being with one's self that no one else can teach you. You have to discover it for yourself. And there isn't just one pathway or a step by step process through which you journey and finally say, Aha, there you are. If it was that simple, we would all be hearing our own voices already after this billion dollar self help industry explosion. I am not saying that good didn't happen. This work paved the way for the awareness of the need, but it didn't show us how to think for ourselves because only you know the way. The hearing of one's own voice is the beginning of everything, of making distinctions and discoveries about your own truest nature, and in time, the beginning of designing a point for ourselves. Yet the hearing of your voice is not a concept. It is a very real and deep practice that arises out of a kind of listening that most of us were not taught. Some of us are downright scared to tune in because we don't know what we hear. And I'm not just talking about the voices in your head. I'm talking about your own true voice. What comes out when you paint when you write, and when you deeply love. And of course, most of us have spent a lifetime being so hard on ourselves that the voice we think of as our own is a critic. It's a voice of discernment gone wrong through a lifetime of neglect that we are now turning to nurturing. You know you've heard the voice inside, critical or otherwise. You know what I'm talking about. You do speak to yourself and through yourself. The question now is how and what is the narrative running your inner world? Listen, your outer world of relationships is created from the inner world of your relationship to yourself. What will you do about it? What journey will you take? Humans are constructed and designed with the most phenomenal of brain, heart, body, field connections that allow us to even hear our own voice. Once we begin to hear it and develop it, how do we begin to curate a relationship with this most sacred connection? In our whole life. How we speak to ourselves. How we speak to ourselves. Is the framework. Of how we live. Our entire lives. The the recovery. Of this voice. Is the essential path. That leads to the creation. Of one's great work. But not your work. In the outer world. Not always. The greatest work. The great work begins inside and isn't about what we will do for others when we are well enough. The great work is about what you must do for yourself to save your own life, to live the love you believe is possible. As you develop your faculties, as you curate your own consciousness and heal a lifetime of speaking poorly to yourself, eventually other stories will come along that may request to be shared in a bigger way. But just for some of us, not for all of us, it is not essential that every single person bring a great work out to the world. But it may be essential that every one of us become conscious of the great work that we already are. Acting like everyone should live out loud is just another dominant narrative of this selfie culture. There is more to life than being heard and seen by others. So let's start inside first, for only then will we know what needs to be spoken. But starting inside first doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Let's make a distinction between having a big voice that others hear and acknowledge And having a voice that you begin to practice in the intimacy of a community of interconnection that care. Like my mother Karen, I believe we must design a point for ourselves. And to do that, we need channels for liberated self-expression so we can learn about who we are in real time as we experience ourselves becoming. As we come home to ourselves. This discovery isn't a cognitive choice independent of other human systems. The voice within us is a whole body, whole energy system that needs tenderness and practice to come online and be heard truly and clearly. In our lives, when we have trauma, it happens everywhere. In our body, mind, spirit, psyche, and field. When we are in recovery, it needs to happen everywhere in our body, mind, psyche, and field. Self-expression makes this entire body experience possible. So in the same way that trauma happened, recovery happens, not one modality at a time only, but in an experience of fullness of ourselves, of hearing ourselves and seeing ourselves become and come home. In this journey of becoming, we begin to trust our own experience and to discover if there is a part of our great work that wants to be shared or not. But first, the great work is about you, all about you, finally, beloved, tender, gorgeous creature, all about you. This conversation is all about you. Rumi says, this turning towards what you deeply love saves you. Let us save ourselves. My mother Karen posed the query, what if we treat ourselves as if the world cannot go on without us? Is that so self-important and what would the harm be? As if we are so significant that we are essential to the very nature of life itself. I don't think the issue is women taking up too much space, but rather not taking up enough. She wanted me to inhabit the space of me in my fullness. We agree no woman we know had a problem of a big ego, but rather needed to spend time finding the space to be bigger, not smaller. I come from generations of women who didn't think that they mattered. This has changed in my lifetime, and I got to grow up not worrying about whether I had something to say. I said it from the beginning with poetry and with painting. And over time, I did discover my voice did want to be heard and could be a help to others. So I began to speak in my 30s and spent over a decade first just listening through image and language. We are in a crisis as a species of people not listening to our own voice. And I do believe we need women's voices now more than ever. And we don't have decades to find out how it works. We personally here have 25 years of research into how it works. And we share our approach in the best way possible with as many people as possible. While I do not feel we need an education to begin to matter and to listen, revolutionary experiential, experiential education and community with others on the path is how I found my own voice and the culture we hope to curate here to bring your stories forward. May we turn toward ourselves with the deepest love possible, even if we haven't been loved That way, even if your mothers and fathers didn't know that they mattered. May you have the courage to turn inward and just be with this. You have a voice. Your voice matters. It matters to you. It matters to me. It matters to my mother and my grandmother. Those of us around you will welcome your voice once you choose to share it and however you do. But first, it is you that you seek. The delicious, the daring, the disruptive, the darling one within you is requesting your presence. Turn toward her, bring her a drum, a bell, a brush, a pen, a cup of tea with the muse and listen. Can you hear her rumble? And hum. Mm, 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 mm. The greatest power we have leads to the greatest work we can imagine. Mattering, it turns out, matters. With much love. Shiloh Sophia, from my heart that matters to your heart that matters to me, to us.